Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 20, Pautine and the Portuguese Triton. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, Pautine, well, she pouts just a little bit too much. And she ends up going to the Palace of Pena in Portugal, which is a very, very beautiful palace right outside of Lisbon. And there is a Triton who lives at this palace. He lives above the main door to the palace, and he ends up chasing Pautine. Will he catch her? You'll have to listen to the story to find out. And after the story, stay tuned and I will tell you how you can see all of the photos and see the Triton at the Palace of Pena. So enjoy this goop tale and I will see you on the other side. Behold Pautine, the brightest lass of all her kindergarten class. She was polite and truthful too and did what she was told to do, yet often did it with a face that robbed Pautine of half her grace. Pautine and the Portuguese Triton Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a fetching little goop girl called Pautine. Pautine was very bright and adventurous. She was an excellent reader and had a great knowledge of the world around her, as she loved to study. She read every kind of book, but she especially loved geography books. She would stare down at maps of foreign lands and look at the rivers and mountain ranges and imagine that she was in another country. Pautine would often invite her goop friends over to play, and she would bake cookies and tell them stories of worldly adventures that were inspired by the country she read about. Everyone loved to hear Pautine's stories and eat her cookies, but they knew that if things didn't go as Pautine wished, she would pout and pout, and the fun would quickly end. If Pautine felt as if the other goops weren't giving her their full attention, or if they ate too many cookies, she would stop her story and begin to pout. Her cute little face would scrunch up and her eyebrows would furrow, and suddenly she didn't look so cute anymore. One white and snowy day, very slow, invited Pautine over to his home. He had discovered a secret attic room full of old books, and he knew Pautine would love to dive in and explore the books with him. Pautine was thrilled. She baked up a batch of Very Slow's favorite snickerdoodle cookies, put on her little bonnet, and went off to meet Very Slow. When she arrived at his house, Pautine zoomed straight to the attic, while Very Slow slowly followed after her. There were shelves and shelves of books stacked on top of each other, straight up toward the sky. Some of them had glass cabinet doors in front of them to keep them free from dust. Pautine's eyes widened as she gazed around and pondered all the adventures stored inside the books of Very Slow's secret library. 
Very Slow made his way into the library and said, Isn't it spellbinding? I don't even know where to begin. There are so many stories here. There are indeed, replied Poutine. I've brought some cookies along so we can read and eat cookies. Splendid idea, replied Very Slow. Where shall we begin? asked Poutine. Well, I do know that one of these books has very special powers, and it can take you anywhere you want to go. But I just don't know which one it is. There are so many. I think that we need to pull down some books and start looking through them until we find it, replied very slow as he slowly reached for a cookie. Poutine immediately started dreaming. A book with special powers that would take her anywhere she wished? This was the thing she had always dreamt of. She couldn't wait to find it. Well, let's just start taking books off the shelf. We can go through them one by one to make sure we cover them all until we find the book that can transport us to another land, said Poutine as she began to scale the bookshelf. She pulled out book after book and handed them down to Very Slow. Soon, there was a large pile of books on the floor. Poutine climbed down and started to pour through them. The books even opened themselves and flipped their pages over. It was like they were trying to help Poutine, but she didn't notice. She wanted only to find the book with special powers. After some time, she looked over at Very Slow. He was sitting in a corner, slowly turning the page of a book. He was moving so slowly that Poutine started to grow irritable. She put on a scowly little face and said, Hurry up, Very Slow! We have hundreds of books to go through, and you're moving too slowly! Very Slow just looked up at her and nodded. Poutine scowled even harder and turned her pile of books to continue her search. She flipped through book after book, determined to find the one that possessed magical travel powers. Just as she was about to reach up and grab another book off the shelf, she heard a sound like little fairy sprinkles. She turned to look, and there was Very Slow, sitting in the corner with a book. He slowly opened it, and little tiny starlights began to float out of the book. This was it, the book with special powers. Poutine was so upset that Very Slow had found the book first. She sat down on the floor and began to pout and pout. Out, Poutine, we can both look at the book. Come over here, called out Very Slow. Poutine went over to Very Slow and stared down at the book. It was open and a golden light was shining from every page. She could feel the magic. What is your name? asked the book. Poutine, she answered back. Poutine? 
Yes, I'm Poutine. Poutine, come closer, the book said in a very soft voice, and Poutine leaned down closer to hear the book. You are a charming goop, but you must learn to stop pouting. And with that, the book sucked her right up and slammed close. Chapter 2 Poutine felt as if she were trapped inside a small dark box with no way out. She could feel the edges of the book and she could feel the pages, but she couldn't see anything. She used her arms and legs to push, push, push against the sides of the book, but nothing moved. Nothing happened. Poutine rested for a moment to catch her breath. She was determined. She decided that she would try again, and this time she would break through. She gathered all her strength, closed her eyes, lay on her back, and pushed with her hands and feet. She pushed so hard that she felt as if she would break in two. And just when she had no push left in her, the top of the book popped open. Poutine hopped out and looked around. She wasn't in Barry Slow's attic anymore. All around her was a foreign land that she didn't recognize. Off in the distance, she spotted the most magnificent palace sitting atop a wooded hill and perched over all the land sprawling below. The palace walls were painted in deep, rich tones of sunflower yellow and a brick red. It was surrounded by tall green trees. A brilliant pink and orange sunset crept through the sky. Poutine stood and stared at the palace, transfixed. She was such a voracious reader and had read so many geography books that she suddenly remembered she had seen this palace before. I'm at the Palace of Pena in Portugal, she said out loud to herself. Yes, it is. That's the Palace of Pena, she heard a little voice say. Poutine looked down to see a small green frog at her feet. The frog continued in a friendly voice. I'm Bianca. I'm one of the official palace frogs, but Triton has put a curse on me. He thought I hopped around too much. So now I turn into a frog statue from sunset to sunrise. Soon I will be turned into a statue. So if you have any questions, you better ask me now. Poutine's head was swimming with questions, but she knew her time with Bianca was limited, so she chose wisely. Who's Triton, and how can I avoid him if I want to explore the palace? asked Poutine. Well, Triton rules the palace of Pena. He lives in the palace entryway. He's made of stone all during the day, but from sunset to sunrise, he transforms himself and moves around the palace. He has made statues out of many palace visitors, so you better behave. Palace is large, and if you go during the day, you can move around easily, and Triton will never know you're there. Unless, of course, you behave badly, in which case he will find a way to catch you 
And if he does, he will have you thrown down the initiation well. And once that happens, well, there's only one way out. You will come out as a stone statue. And maybe he'll give you some time to come alive, answered Bianca very excitedly. Wait, 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 wait. So if I behave well, everything will be okay? Where's the initiation well? I I need to make sure to steer clear of that. Well, it's right behind you, replied Bianca. Poutine flung around and noticed the wall of a deep stone well. She walked to the edge and peered down. There was no bottom to be seen. The well was bottomless and covered in moss. There were windows and stairwells that twisted around the well as it spiraled downward. Poutine could feel her heart thumping. She backed away from the well and made a mental note of its location and to make sure to stay away from it. And yes, if you behave well, you should have no problem with Triton. But just so you know, I've never met anyone that Triton didn't have a problem with, piped in Bianca. This last warning didn't deter Poutine. She so desperately wanted to explore the glorious yellow and red palace. Well, if you insist on visiting the palace, I will show you the secret way. Come along before I turn into stone, said Bianca. Poutine quickly followed Bianca as she hopped up the hill through the woods towards the palace. They arrived at the foundation of the palace just as the sun was setting. Quickly, this way, said Bianca as she hopped towards a stone wall. Then, without warning, Bianca turned into a beautiful white stone frog and became part of the wall. Peltine was horrified. She grabbed at Bianca and called out to her, Bianca, please, please, please show me the opening. But it was too late. Bianca would remain stone until sunrise. Poutine looked around for the secret palace entry, but she couldn't find it anywhere. She grew increasingly frustrated, and soon she sat down on the ground and began to pout. She whined and squinted her face and pursed her mouth together and pouted like a pro, making all sorts of squeaking noises. Suddenly, she was interrupted by a deep voice. Who is trying to outpout me? I am the best pouter in the palace. Chapter 3 Poutine froze mid-pout and looked around. She didn't see anyone, but she could feel Triton. He was probably searching for her right now. The sun had set, Bianca was turned to stone, and Poutine was all alone. She immediately stopped pouting and pulled herself together and began to search even harder for the secret entry. It was growing dark now, and Poutine saw a tiny light coming from a nearby crack in the palace foundation. She took a closer look and discovered a very small crevice 
that was just big enough for her to slide through. Poutine found herself inside a secret passageway underneath the palace. There were pathways carved out of stone going in every direction. Although this wasn't how she planned to explore the palace of Penna, Poutine felt just a little bit safer knowing about the secret passage. It was an excellent hiding spot. She wandered through the passages until she came to a winding stone stairway that she decided to ascend. She quietly walked up the stairway step by step until she came to a landing. She stepped out and found herself along one of the outdoor walkways that wound around the entire palace. There were tiny winding terraces with cut-out turrets that surrounded the castle. Poutine forgot all about Triton as she wandered the terraces and went in and out of royal palace rooms. She entered into an ornate stone room with a domed ceiling. There were two elegant crane statues in the middle of the room that looked as if they had been frozen in time. Poutine walked over and touched one of them, and he immediately popped to life with a shaky jolt and said, Why, hello! Poutine was so shocked, she just stared back at him. Hello! he said again. The other statue then jerkily came to life and said, Oh yes, sunlight! Is it time to come to life? Yes, it is, Pinello. The sun is up, and Triton is too, replied the first crane. All of a sudden, Poutine perked up. Triton? You know Triton? Where is he? Can he hear us? Well, not exactly, answered the other crane, whose name was Guignolo. I can tell you this, though. You make one false move, and he will find you. He is making the palace rounds, no doubt. He does them first thing every day. Hmm, well, uh, I just want to go explore the palace, but I don't really want to meet Triton. Which way should I go? asked Poutine. Guignolo and Pinolo pointed Poutine in the direction of the Grand Salon and told her to work her way north. And if she heard anything fishy, just duck into a palace stairwell. As a rule, Triton didn't like the stairwells. Poutine started off enjoying every spectacular room she visited. As she approached the Grand Salon, she saw a man dressed in elaborate, brightly colored clothing holding a candelabra. She could hear voices, but she couldn't see whom he was speaking to. As she got closer, the man instantly turned into a black stone statue. He was in a relaxed pose with his hand on his hip, but he was most definitely a statue and didn't move. Poutine approached him and said, Excuse me, sir. Sir, please. I just saw you standing here talking. Please talk to me. Still, the man didn't move. Poutine was growing frustrated. She needed someone to point her in the right direction, and he was the only creature she could find. Sir, please! She pouted. 
and she even gave the statue a tiny kick as she started to pout. Before she could even get into full pouting mode, she heard Triton roar. Don't try to outpout me. I won't be outpouted. You are going to the initiation well. Chapter 4 Poutine looked around, but couldn't see Triton anywhere. She was too scared to even think, and she couldn't remember where the nearest stairwell was. She looked up at the statue as tears welled in her eyes. Desperation and fear crawled through her body. The statue moved his lips and said, I had to help Triton find you, or he would have held me frozen forever. You need to get out now. Continue through the Grand Salon, and you will find a stairwell on the east side. Use that stairwell to... Before he could finish his sentence, he froze again. There was an oceanic rumbling sound, and it was getting closer and closer. Poutine was terrified. She turned and ran through the Grand Salon, straight towards the stairwell. There were staircases and doors at every turn, and she didn't know which way to go, so she just kept going down, 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 until the staircase ended, and she found herself in a massive palace kitchen. The kitchen was three times the size of Poutine's home. She looked around in awe at the stone kitchen with vaulted ceilings. There were two enormous stovetops built into one wall and gleaming copper pots hanging everywhere. Baskets of fruits and spices lined the shelves. Pots of herbs were scattered all over the floor. Poutine took it all in. She felt like this was her last stop in the palace, and she needed a plan. She noticed a tea tray set up with a blue and white china teapot that was spouting steam. The teapot sang out to her, It's Triton's tea time. Maybe you can add a little valerian to his platter. Poutine's mind sprang to work. She had read about valerian in one of her books, and she knew it was an herb that made you sleepy. She quickly looked around the kitchen and spotted a tub of herbs on the floor. She found a sprig of valerian and then just stared at it. She couldn't just put it on Triton's tea platter. He would never go for that. Cookies, she thought to herself as she looked around at the well-equipped kitchen and mammoth ovens. Before you could blink an eye, Poutine was whisking together sugar, salt, flour, eggs, and butter. She was mixing up her favorite sugar cookies. She threw in all the valerian she could find. Then she waited impatiently while the cookies baked. I hear you, you little pouter. I won't be outpouted, cried Triton as he moved closer and closer to the kitchen. Hurry, sang out the teapot. 
Houtine flung open the oven and slid the piping hot cookies onto the tea platter. Then she jumped inside a giant urn just in the nick of time. Triton came flying into the kitchen. Where is the powder? He demanded. No one said a word. Every pot and pan was silent. Triton, I've prepared some tea and cookies for you. Why don't you have a few before you continue your search? Asked the teapot as sweetly as she could. Now Triton could never resist a sweet treat, and the smell of the freshly baked cookies was wafting up his nose. Well, maybe just one, he said. The cookies were so delicious, he couldn't stop at just one. He ate the entire platter. Within minutes, Triton was flat on the floor, zonked out. He was snoring so loudly that every pot and pan shook. Quickly, Poutine, go now, hummed the teapot as quietly as possible. Poutine jumped out of the urn, hopped over the sleeping Triton, and ran back into the stairwell. She found the secret underground passageway and ran all the way through it until she was back down in the forest below the palace of Penna. She looked around, and there on the forest floor was a tiny fairy dressed in leaves laying across a book. The fairy motioned Poutine over with her finger, and she flew above the book as Poutine approached. The book opened up and pulled Poutine right in and immediately slammed shut. This time, Poutine leaned into the small dark space without resisting. She just waited as she felt the book spinning around and around. It started to spin faster and Poutine's head spun right along with it. When she was so dizzy she couldn't take it anymore, the book spit her right back out into Very Slow's attic. She looked for Very Slow, eager to tell him all about her adventures in Portugal, but he was nowhere to be found. Very Slow was in Iceland, about to go tumbling down a very, very deep waterfall. But that is a tale for another time. So that's it for Goop Tales Episode 20, Poutine and the Portuguese Triton. I hope you enjoyed this story. And if you did, I would love it. And I would be really, really grateful if you would go to iTunes and leave me a review on iTunes, because that helps me to spread the word about Goop Tales so I can keep on producing them. So now you can go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 220 and you will be able to see all of the photos, including the Triton and the Palace of Penna in Portugal. And you can see all the photos that go with this story. And in each photo is a very tiny, sometimes very hard to find, hidden Poutine. So you need to look for her and find her in every photo. And you can also download the 
first half of the story, and then I invite you to ignite your imagination and write your own story ending to Pautin and the Portuguese Triton. And you can submit it on that page for publication at gooptales.com. So that's it for this week. And I will see you next week when Very Slow goes to Iceland. And in the meantime, make sure and follow Goop Tales on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and Pinterest at Goop Tales. So any of those properties, just look up Goop Tales. And I'd love to interact with you. I will see you there. And I will see you next week with Very Slow. And until then, make every day a goop day.